0: morning and I'm going to ask you to keep that up when I ask a question I'd like you to answer okay (laughs) because today's going to be a little bit different Um, I'm going to be um, kind of rehashing a little bit of what went through the scripture and I'm going to finish with uh, throughout the message today with a question or questions and I'd like you to respond it's going to be different than what our normal message is, um, but just a, an opportunity for us to all kind of have a conversation, a discussion, um, which is, like I say, different than what we usually do, but that's what we're going to do today. And um, I hope you'll go with me with that, because if you won't, then I'm going to be sitting here talking to myself. Um, and I find that boring. Um, <laughs> to begin with, You just heard Tony uh, read the scripture from Habakkuk. It begins with what might be called a lament. He's talking about the things that are going on and why this is all happening, and he's expressing his frustration that that God has not been answering prayers for help in violence and injustice. Lament has a long tradition in the Christian faith, including numerous lament psalms, but sometimes seems lesser used in, in churches today. Why might it be important to pray prayers of lament? Why might it be important to pray prayers of lament? This is one of those questions.
1: (laughs) To tell God everything?
0: Happy.
1: Okay. Thing. Uh-huh. Sometimes we feel like we're alone with our grief, with our troubles, and that can make the situations.
0: So it's a way of finding and feeling some support when you're feeling scared and lonely and isolated. Noreen put it in terms of a, a hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus, um, which is another way of thinking about that, of, of, of turning to that friend at a time of despair. It is when you think about it, and when, you, when we experience it just in our conversations with others, when we talk about things that are bothering us, and when we t- reach out to God to talk about those things, Um, there's a relief that can come with that. Um, And it can also remind us to have faith, to believe that things are going to to improve. Um, And even if we don't have signs of that right now, that they might. Why might why, why might we want to do individually or as a community what might we want to do as individually or as a community to encourage honest prayers of lament? How might we encourage prayers of lament in our church and our community or even individually
1: i 'm um, thinking that one thing we might want to do is to let everyone know that they are heard and that they will be heard and that the feelings that they have um, are important. And they're not just important to them, they're important to all of us.
0: Okay. So This goes to being open, to, to being, having open minds and open hearts. And not just saying that, but letting people know that. Or not just thinking that, but letting people know that. Uh, knowing that, that we're here for you that we want to hear and we want to be there for you. Um, Those are ways of, of letting people know that don't let that all kind of fester inside. Let it come out. Any other thoughts? Second observation I'd like to share with you. Habakkuk takes up watch on a metaphorical fortress to hear God's response. And think about this. At times when we've prayed and we have waited for the response, for God's response, and so we're, we're talking about that. Has there been a time in your life that you set up watch to wait for God? And how long did it take God to answer or act? And what did you learn in the process?
2: Um, one particular scenario when Tim was sick, I remember standing in the waiting room while he was in one of his days of surgery um, because it's back to the journey when he was had surgery 17 days in a row. And I just remember finally being so exhausted and just saying, in your time, thy will be done. And I just hung on that in actually every situation since, because Mm. what I was hoping for was, of course, for his good, but I wanted it to be the will of God at the same time, Mm. and not knowing what that was. It wasn't in our control. Um, So to me, that's the kind of thing that you just wait. You wait, but you trust, and I think even to your prior question, I was thinking about from the community perspective, there's a building of Trust that people have to have to be able to be vulnerable to open up to those honest um, prayers and honest conversation, and you know that's for me being a lifetime member here, that's easy for me. But for no, new people, I hope and pray that they find that quickly as they walk in our doors.
0: You said a lot there, Teresa, and I want to recap it because I think it's really important. Talking about at a time when you have when you're um, have a loved one who's in and trauma, and pain of some type. And you're you're praying for, um, you want them to get better. But the prayer that Teresa talked about was, in your time, let your will be done, which is a a faith-filled prayer. Uh, One that says, you know, I I know you got this, I'm okay with that, and I'm going to be here, and I know you're here. Um, And then you went on to say some more. You said some things about, as a community, it's sometimes hard to be vulnerable, to let yourself, let people see that, that part of what's going on. And as a community, as our church, and as um, just as individuals, when you let people know that they can be vulnerable, then you open up some healing. Um, and that's, that sometimes means we have to suspend judgment and other things just to let people hear that. But um, uh, there were really powerful things to add to that. Other other thoughts, Margaret. Uh, the answer is there
1: before you, uh, realize it, and um, it takes the person to see it. So the answer is, is there could be there earlier, and until you see it. Okay.
0: So sometimes the answer can be there before you realize it, and, and it takes a while to see it. Um, it always occurs to me, the the thing that has always been something that I've hung on to, is that God is always there for us. His His presence is with us all the time. Um, So we pray, and there's often going to be an answer. Sometimes we don't listen. Um, And sometimes as the pain kind of hangs around for a little bit, we start to listen a little bit better, and then all of a sudden we notice something. It's like, ah, I got this. Um, And that can be a real powerful moment also. Um, Other thoughts? In this scripture, God's response is to write a message that there is still a vision for the future, one that may be delayed but will will not come too late. If you were to write this message in your words, how might you say it? How might this still be a message of hope for us today? What in your words, how would you say, um, "It's coming. Be patient." Got this: My thoughts would be to be
1: patient. Um, and to know that God is there for us. And while we may not know exactly what God's will is, God does. And to kind of quote what um, was said earlier, um, God's time is not our time, and we have to be patient and wait for God's time to present itself.
0: So, to be patient, to understand that things are going to come in God's time, and we just need to um, wait and trust, have faith. Other thoughts? Habakkuk ends with praise and worship. How might we be able to genu- genuinely rejoice when things around us are upsetting? How can we genuinely re- rejoice when things around us are upsetting? Back there. Life.
1: I think that um sometimes when I look around and things are pretty bleak or things are not going the right way and it can and I'm discouraged that I try to remind myself to look for the good, to look for the blessings, to look for the ways that God is working positively um and trying to and the ways, even even the small things that are trying to help and make the situation better, and they keep my focus on more of the good, and rather than keep obsessing over what's not right and what's not going what's not going right. So just to, to keep that hope up. Okay.
0: So when you're overwhelmed with with fear um, and with uh, feelings of despair, there's a point where you can also, and this is one of the things that I think I I have. Um, Personally, noticed over time is that we always have a choice of where we focus. We can focus on, on the fear, we can focus on, on the bad things that could happen, or we can look at, at, as you said, Jody, the blessings that we have, and that's a choice we can make. We can also, and those blessings are there, and it also is um, a time when we can look at as much as bad things could happen, good things could happen also. And we have an option, opportunity to make a, a, a choice in how we focus our minds and what we see in, in the future for ourselves. And in doing that, we can connect with God during those times. And just from a personal standpoint, I can say that for me, that's what I mean when I say that um, God is present all the time. There's always that opportunity to look at what's, what is going on and finding, finding God in the midst of it. Um, and when we do that we can put our minds at to rest and uh and and be at more at peace. No um, guy having a good day. Uh, we only got a little guy with us other it's cues a button. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So just let me summarize today. Habakkuk was was making um, he was crying out, even shouting about what was going wrong, at the, and and that was um, uh, a lot of mo- a lot of emotion in that. Just think what that might have been, how that might have been different if he hadn't expressed that. What might have gone on inside him? What might have not been? Uh, there for other people to recognize and to see that in in spite of those things, something happened. In this case, Jesus came, but not the next day. It was a ways off. And for us, there's always hope. There's always love that can can, uh, override the fears that we
2: have. Thank you. Amen.